Hello everyone, I'm Nina Tara, an art psychotherapist, and you are listening to Courageous Arts Deeper Dive, episode number one. so this is my first podcast and you might be able to hear me totally excited and smiling (laughs) I'm also full of a range of emotions right now and I think probably most of you know the bigger ones is vulnerable Um, but basically you name it I'm more than likely be feeling it (laughs) okay so so welcome to this first episode and you know what I've been wanting to put these podcasts out for some years now and it was only uh, recently when I met Guy McPherson, <clears throat> who you'll also be meeting as a guest on these podcasts, so keep an eye out for that episode um, when it pops up, um, that I finally equipped myself with the tools that I needed and the know-how I needed to put them together. And it's this know-how that I want to bring to these podcasts and share with you my deep, deep passion for mental health and the potentials we have to create change not only in ourselves and the relationships around us, but mostly with the one that we have with mental health. Um, And by talking to other mental health practitioners, healers, guides, well-being experts, I want to kind of try and break the misconceptions around mental health that we have and to to hopefully normalise the idea of asking for help and being courageous enough to take that deeper dive. Okay, so you heard me tell you I was an art therapist, right? So that might be one of the questions you're asking is, what is art therapy? I know most people hear art and drop the therapy element, but swap those two words around and it will probably start opening up what it is I actually do. So through art making, movement, play, music, um, I help people explore feelings that are sometimes really confusing and often really difficult to communicate verbally um and it it kind of individuals of all ages can benefit from art therapy and it's really suitable from for a wide range of issues Um, and the best thing of all is that you really don't have to have any expertise in art and it's suitable for both adults and children. And this is just a little bit of information. So if you want to know more, please jump onto my website, www.courageousart.co.uk, and you can find out a little bit more about me and a little bit more about art therapy. And the other thing I, I want to share with you is I've actually known people to start really enjoying the process of art making um, themselves and then use that as a support um, for their own well-being. And you should really try it, honestly. I also um, do some workshops, therapeutic workshops. So if you follow me on Instagram, um, courageous underscore art underscore therapy, you'll be able to see some of my workshops up there and on my website. So jump on those and give them a, a click or a follow and you'll be able to see more information there. Okay. So now let's take that deeper dive. I forgot to say earlier what my topic was. And if any of you um, are already following me on Instagram, you would have seen my posts earlier this month and last month about uncertainty. Yeah, that's my topic. And I think this is one that will resonate with many of us as we navi- we're navigating a lot of it right now. 
Um, at the time of recording this, we are in um, at that point where we're experiencing local lockdowns and we're being told that we are experiencing a second wave and there's more notices of more restrictions and business is struggling, business is closing down, people working from home again um, and the kind of, you know, the kind of paradoxes where schools are open still and stuff. So we're kind of navigating a lot of it right now. One of the things I like to do with words is I like to look them up in dictionaries. Um, I do this for a number of reasons, but one of the reasons is... um, So I can see what the definition is and if it throws up any other words for me. So in the English dictionary, when I looked up uncertainty, it tells me it's a situation, quote, a situation in which something is not known or something is not known or certain, unquote. So... Um, Before I actually go on, I just wanted to add that I'm sharing my thoughts only. Um, None of these may be true for you, but I'll invite you to just try them on for size and see if anything resonates or feel like it sounds like it's a good fit for you. So um, uncertainty for me is the unknown. Uh, Like I said, try it on for size um, and use it as a springboard to take a deeper dive into your own truths that are not yet known to you. When I think of things unknown to me, it can create a certain level of fear. It reminds me <laughs> of a scene before a battle's about to commence in the Lord of the Rings, Return of the King. <clears throat> and, you know, it's all cloudy, gloomy skies. It's really ominous. It's, you can feel it's like one of those, those spaces where you just want to dive un- under the quilt and never come out because it's cosier there. So it's where Pippin turns to Gandalf and he says, I don't want to be in a battle, but waiting on the edge of one I can't escape is even worse. Um, and that, it, it, it really resonates with me because we're kind of, when we think of uncertainty and the situations, it's not often something we can avoid. There's things happening in the moment, but... We often have to travel through them to get to the other side, to have had that experience, to know that it's no longer unknown, it becomes known to us. So taking it a step deeper, when we think of challenges that are unknown and without a certainty, you know, without a certainty of an outcome, it can elevate my fear. And how does the body manage that? I mean, I would invite you to think back to the last time you felt fear and what responses your body made. I mean, did you have sweaty hands? Was your breathing shallow? Was your heart beat fast? And you may have had other things too in the digestive system because it can impact different spaces of the body. Okay, some science now to share a little bit of what is happening in our brains at this point. There is a peanut-sized part in the brain that's called the hypothalamus and I said it's really small and it's located in the base of the brain housed within this is the limbic system and this is the part that triggers our responses to perceived stressful situations emotions etc and it helps us feel those those sweaty palms and the, the racing heartbeat that can like feel like it's going to burst out of your chest right 
Um, and it's because we are responding to what our brains perceive as a threat. We've had these memories before, so we may have had a situation where this memory has been recorded in our limbic system. Just the sensation of what's happened in the body, not the actual memory itself, but the sensation of what happened. So the limbic system's recorded it. So the next time it gets an email from our brain that tells it, you know, we're, un- we're feeling threatened, it responds by sending signals back to the rest of the body to go into survival mode. And we will either go into fights where we're like really aggressive and rah, or we'll flight and we'll be running or we will freeze and become immobilised. These responses were super helpful in the stone age times, really, to be honest, because we would have either been running, you know, <laughs> running to chase down our food or be running away from it. And it's it's not too dissimilar from some of the shopping encounters I've had more recently. (coughs) We just have to look back to March. And I remember seeing all those empty shelves and not being able to just get some of the basics that I needed. Like, I think I went in for some herbs or something and there was nothing. And it really had me triggered to feeling all those responses because it's like, oh, my gosh, when is the next time this this stuff's going to be in the shop? When is the next... Um, it's a stock, you know, when is it going to be restocked? And am I going to get there in time to, to get the, the herbs I need? So now we know what's happening in our brains when we are feeling the physical sensations, when we think of things that seem uncertain. So now we're putting in some knowns for ourselves. And like I said at the beginning, the know-hows. Um, and I, I actually have to admit, I'm going to put my hands up. I'm going to say, even as a mental health practitioner, I struggled myself with panic attacks for a number of years and the slightest thing would set me off. And I'd be struggling to breathe or think clearly or, or mobilise myself because I would often freeze. Or I would do the flight where I'd be just like walking and running in the other direction. And in all honesty, it still happens to me. And probably a lot of other mental health practitioners, because suddenly when this this lockdown happened, we had to take our work online instead of in person. It was a complete game changer. And if you're a mental health practitioner, you'll you'll know what I'm talking about. Um, and especially as art therapists, music therapists, movement, dance, whatever, you'll know. I mean, how difficult that transition is. And even if you're not a mental health practitioner, hands up if this is you sometimes. Yeah, you know, I can see you in the back there, so don't be shy. (laughs) Let's break down some of the stigmas that come with being able to say, yes, I struggle with mental health issues. It's human and you are not alone. Now we have some knowns. Just to recap and reflect um, on what we've just been talking about, that when things can feel uncertain, they can feel unknown. And when things are unknown to us, it can feel like we are in fear. So when this is happening, the limbic system is responding to help keep us alive. This system is what is actually worth noting. This system of ours is really massively helpful when it's working to get us to hit the brakes in the car to avoid a collision, you know, or to jump back onto the curb 
you know, when there's oncoming traffic to avoid us getting run over. Um, occasionally, though, it can get really out of alignment and hijacked by our own thoughts, and especially when we're overwhelmed with a number of things that can feel uncertain. And this, I think you will probably agree, is what we're experiencing right now. And I'm wondering if anything is sounding, any of this is sounding familiar to you at all. So the question is, how can we retrain the brain then? It's actually really, really simple. It's with our breath. Yeah, simple as that. Rewiring the sing- signals to our brain to understand that we are not in any physical threat. And note that I'm saying physical because we can confuse our emotional threats with for physical ones and our brain reacts to keep us safe. This is so simple, isn't it, really, when you think about it? But the other thing is, how easy can it be to remember when we're feeling heightened and we're feeling triggered that we need to breathe? <laughs> yeah, it's really not that easy. It's not that easy. But with practice and with mindful noticing of what's happening in our bodies, so when you notice, oh, yeah, I've got sweaty palms or my heart's really racing or I've got this funny feeling in my tummy, or I'm going to rush to the loo. You know, we can change it up and make what feels unknown to our brains more known. So it starts to regulate. And I'm, I can kind of hear you going, what? How the heck does that even work? You know, just with our breathing. But I, if you can remember when I noted um, at the beginning when I was talking about anxiety and shallow breathing, when we're triggered, right? So... When that's happening, the brain's telling our body to conserve energy and reserve it for our legs because we may need to run away. We may need to get away when we were talking about, you know, Stone Age times and things like that, about survival mode. So by taking deep breaths, we're actually allowing more oxygen into our entire body and the blood is flowing more smoothly. So the brain automatically starts to shift to signals of safety and calm. This can allow us to be able to think more clearly. And oddly enough, you may notice even how music can have this effect too. You know, it can elevate you or decrease, depending on what your your style of music is. Something can calm you, something can soothe you, and something can make you feel really agitated. The same is true for movement and art. And also the sense of smell, you know, the fact that we can become suspended and we can suspend our thinking and become um, transfixed in a meditative state. You know, when you think about um, smells, lavender for me does it every time. It calms me down straight away. So um, there are so many exercises on the internet that show us the best breathing techniques. But the one I use and share is called Box Breathing. I'm going to leave a link in the show notes to my website so you can grab an image to show you how. But essentially, it's sitting comfortably or even standing wherever you are, wherever you find yourself in the moment. And breathing in for the count of four, holding for the count of four, Breathing out for the count of four, hold for the count of four, and repeat this for four cycles. It's a great way to reset the brain and help reduce anxiety. It really is. Um, So try this um, 
next time or even try it now you know when you finish listening to this try it now um i'll see if i can also record a video to show you how to do this and again if i do i leave it up in the show notes the link in the show notes so that is going to be your action step to practice box breathing as many times as you can and especially notice when you are feeling overwhelmed and try it then but even practice it when you're not so that you you get used to doing this you kind of get used to breathing in this rhythm when you need to so there you go that was a deeper dive into uncertainty and um what is happening to us mentally and physically when we feel these this uncertainty as i said at the beginning my mission <laughs> is to break down some of these stigmas and help us find our own possibilities for a better mental health and also you know possibly by hearing other people's stories of their journeys and their struggles with mental health it can kind of help us feel less alone and um help give us a platform to find our own possibilities and our own potentials um for our own journey um and incidentally if you are happy to share your story with mental health and the way you springboarded to change and um better mental health i'd really love to chat with you for the podcast there'll also be a sign up page on the show notes oh i've got so much to share um, i'm giving myself quite a lot of work <laughs> um and also just to say a huge thank you to all those who have listened today and uh, this is my first ever podcast and if you have enjoyed this first episode please leave a review or share it because it all helps it helps me gain momentum gain more listeners um and i'm really looking forward to sharing more with you um and if again if you wanted to find out more about the workshops i'm doing every now and again check out my website www.courageousart.co.uk or my instagram courageous_art_therapy okay thanks again guys for listening and i will see you soon warmest wishes now <laughs>